Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. Well, good morning. Today is January, and we are on day 23. So uh, we are reading in the passage of Exodus 5 through 8, and the first part of Psalm 22. Uh, Five observations from our reading today in Exodus 5 through 8. The Lord tells Moses to let the people go and worship the Lord. This is a recurring uh, aspect of our reading today. uh, As the Lord has called Moses to deliver this message to Pharaoh, and uh, Pharaoh, of course, continues to rebel against the, the things of the Lord and refuses to grant the request which is our second observation that Pharaoh mocks God and makes life harder on the Israelites. In chapter 5, verse 2, after Moses said, Let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. That's what Moses said to Pharaoh from the Lord. Verse 2, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? What a... Um, just the epitome of arrogance. Who is the Lord that I should listen to him? Who is this God of yours that I should care about? And so much of our world lives that way today. Who is the Lord? What is the Bible? What is the Lord even doing? It reminds me in in Psalm 19, um, I'm sorry, in Psalm 73, Psalm 73 with Asaph, where um, Asaph talks about how the people of his day are mocking the Lord and they are are wearing their violence like a garment, their pride as a necklace. They just boast in in their arrogance. And here is Pharaoh uh, saying, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? As he mocks God and then makes life harder on the Israelites. Thirdly, Moses grows frustrated with God because his mission doesn't seem to be working out. At the end of chapter 5 and verse 22, it says, Moses turned to the Lord and said, O Lord, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you ever send me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. You see Moses being so frustrated um, because things aren't working out the way that he wants them to or expected them to. Let me just say... It is not our place to be angry with the Lord. We can be frustrated with circumstances. We can be disappointed with things. That's part of being human. But but to be angry with God is to ascribe that God has done wrong. And what we have to recognize is that God is doing things that we can't see. Uh, It's been said that for every one thing that you know God is doing, He's doing 10,000 more things at the exact same time. So when things don't work out the way that you thought they would or hoped that they would or expected they would, be patient. Be patient. God is at work. God is doing something. God is doing great things that your eyes may not be able to, to yet discern. Moses, for his part, is trying to do what he was called to do, and when the results are not working out, he's, he's rightfully frustrated with Pharaoh. However, it's always the wrong time to blame God for doing wrong. All right, Trust the Lord. He's got a plan. Fourth, 
God sends a number of plagues on Egypt, including water turned to blood, frogs, gnats, and flies. Um, even just reading part of that, you just think, oh my goodness. Um, can you imagine waking up today and having your entire house overtaken with frogs or having flies everywhere? You know, we go outside for a picnic and have a handful of extra flies and it just, you know, it's awful. Uh, imagine having a true infestation of that. And yet you still just see God's sovereign control over his creation. Uh, the Lord can use anything he's created in any way that he desires to, uh, to accomplish his will and to accomplish his purpose. Fifth, Pharaoh refuses to let the Israelites worship due to his hard heart. We see that several times. Uh, chapter 8 and verse 32, But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not let the people go. Hard hearts are terrible things. Uh, we see examples in our world all the time. Um, the Bible describes people who are past feeling. Uh, it's that danger of, you know, you get a, if you work hard, you get a callus on your hand, or if you're a runner, an athlete, you get a callus on your foot, and, and that callus builds up, and, and pretty soon you can't even feel it. Um, that's what happens to people's hearts sometimes. Um, because of disobedience, because of their own sinfulness, uh, because of a refusal to repent and a refusal to respond to the Word of God, um, their hearts get calloused. Their hearts get beyond feeling. They get hardened. Uh, and that's a dangerous place to be. Uh, even if you're reading the Bible this year with us, and even if you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, be careful to make sure you do not harden your heart. If you have any part of your heart today that feels calloused over, any part of your heart that's no longer moved or impacted by your sin, if you've lost a, a passion and a burden for people who don't know Christ, this day, repent of that. Seek the Lord today. This day, spend time in the Word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time asking the Lord to forgive your sin and to remove your calloused, hardened heart. If, if you go through a year of reading the Bible every day, and you don't love the Lord, and you don't love people, and you're not growing closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ, you're just gaining information, what's going to happen at the end of the year is you're going to be someone who is more well-read, more intelligent, and even further away from the Lord, which is the last thing that we want to do. Never go through religious ceremony with a cold heart. Never go through uh, religious routines without a heart of passion and a heart of faith. Um, th th those are dangerous setups when we go through life with hard hearts or calloused hearts. And remember, even religious people can have a hard heart, and even people with calloused hearts can drift toward religion. But our goal is a close relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So ensure yourself, even this day, that your heart uh, is soft toward the things of the Lord, that you not only read His Word, but you obey it, that you delight in it, and that you love Him. Five quick applications for today. Number one, the Lord has the right to command whatever He chooses. The Lord has the right to command whatever He chooses. Um, we see that as the Lord is giving uh, these commands to Moses to give to Pharaoh. 
the Lord is God, and He can command whoever and whatever, however He chooses. Number two, do not stop obeying the Lord just because you don't see the results you desire. If you're teaching that Sunday school class and you're not seeing the results that you thought you would, stay faithful, keep studying, keep teaching, uh, keep ministering to your people. Um, if you are sharing the gospel and evangelism and you're not getting the results uh, that you hope for, keep sharing the gospel. Uh, if you are discipling people and that process is slower than you expected, uh, harder than you expected, stay faithful. Keep doing what the Lord has called you to do and never quit obeying because the results aren't what you desired. Remember, um, we take care of being faithful. Let the, the Lord take care of the fruitfulness that comes from that. Third, our greatest comfort in life is knowing the Lord. Our greatest comfort in life is knowing the Lord. I love this short sentence here in, in chapter 6, in verse 8. It says, I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you for possession. I am the Lord. In other words, the Lord is just saying, remember who made you this promise. Remember who's given you this command. Remember who is sovereign here. I am the Lord. I am doing what I said that I would do. I am the Lord. Our greatest comfort is in knowing the Lord. Fourth, many people turn away from God as soon as they get what they want. In chapter 8, verse 15, they've had this second plague of the frogs and through this conversation with pharaoh pharaoh says in verse 15 it says when pharaoh saw that there was a respite he hardened his heart and would not listen to them as the lord had said i think about people who often you know are, are in our desperate situation and they say things like lord if if you help me in this i i promise i'm going to do this thing or uh lord if you remove this storm in my life. I promise I'll obey you in this way. And and as soon as we get that prayer answered, we so quickly go back to our disobedience. Sometimes what we can tend to do in our life, even though this seems like it should never be that way, sometimes we're in a situation where we do feel desperate and we do call out to the Lord and the Lord does move and respond on behalf of our prayers and in grace uh, answers that request. And then when life gets pretty simple again, we very quickly drift back off. Well, one of the things that, that storms do, one of the things that suffering does in our life is it keeps our hearts clinging to God. It keeps us drawn to the Lord. That's not to say that you have to have uh, a trial in your life every single day. However, it is to say, recognize that suffering and persecution and trials and difficulties and storms can serve to keep your heart tethered to the will of God. And I'll just say this, biblically speaking, that if it takes storms to keep your heart tethered to God, those storms are good, that it's being used for great good in your life. One of the worst things we can do is call out to the Lord, have the Lord move on our behalf, and then we go right back to a place of spiritual lethargy or complacency of disobedience. Be sure to not do that. Number five, dishonoring the Lord sets you on a course of dreadful danger. Dishonoring the Lord sets you on a course of dreadful danger. We see that 
with Pharaoh. Pharaoh continues to dishonor the Lord, uh, to not respond to the word and the will of God, and it sets him on a dreadful course, as it does for us, as it does for everyone in the world today, when they don't obey the Lord, when they don't do what he says. They may think they're getting by with it. They may think that life is going pretty smoothly. But if you disobey God, uh, you put yourself on a dreadful course. And then a summary from Psalm 22, verses 1 to 11. In days of hardship, we cry to the Lord who is always near. In days of hardship, we cry to the Lord who is always near. I just want you to be reminded today that even if things aren't going the way that you wish that they were, be reminded that in your hardship, the Lord is always near. He's always with you. Wherever you go, whatever you're experiencing, the Lord is always near. As we've looked at before in our readings, the Lord sees, He hears, and He knows. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be resolved immediately or maybe even on this side of of heaven. But do know that He is near. Do know that whatever you're facing, the Lord is near. And when you're hurting, you cry out to Him. Don't ignore Him. Don't run from Him. Don't disobey Him. When you are hurting, call out to the Lord because the Lord is near. And that is always the great comfort for the believer. All right, well, as we keep going through Exodus and the Psalms, I hope that you enjoy the reading today. Hope these observations and applications help uh, just to maybe orient your mind around some uh, takeaways as you're reading that will be an encouragement to you and a blessing to you. Above all else, as you read, read with faith, read with joy, read with a heart of worship, and let us see to it that today we read with a desire to obey His Word and obey His will in all things, no matter the results. All right, have a great day. God bless.